Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with uh, Kashrus issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight we have a very good show. Uh, we're going to be discussing a lot of the things that uh, people do need to know about Pesach. And uh, yesterday I went to a chasuna, and on the way there, <laughs> the driver had me... Uh, <laughs> had me as a captive audience and he had, had a lot of questions and and i had to do some research for him and that's what uh part of what we're doing today has got it all about although we're gonna probably get to some other topics uh however because i was we're in a new m- mode where we're not uh easily reached and we only can be heard over the uh over the telephone at 718 or at 712-432-217, or else over the internet at jrootradio.com, or else if you have an app, jrootradio.com, you can get from the jrootradio.com station. Now, when you you dial jroot, I mean, when you punch in jroot on the uh, internet, uh, you could spell it R-O-U-T-E, or R O O T. Either way, you're going to end up with us. I use the R O O T or R O O T radio, jwoodradio.com. And however you do it, you'll get us. So if you have any problem, you know, let us know about that. This is the new situation. And today, I want to make sure that I'm not just talking to myself. I'm going to ask you to call in whenever you want. You could start even right now. But let's keep it basically Pesach issues. Or if you want to, if you have nothing about Pesach you want to talk about, then just let's give a reaction to some of the things that we've done on the show. I'd love to hear from you things that you especially enjoyed uh, or you, know, you got some value out of, something that maybe helped you. I'd like to hear that little feedback today would be appreciated. So the telephone number here in the studio is 718 683 Five eight five eight again seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, and uh, without further ado, I'm going to start on our topic today, which of course is Pesach because we're in full swing on Pesach now. Uh, one of the things that uh, this gentleman was asking me yesterday, and I I really wanted to see more about it, was the question about uh, paper paper plates and some of the other paper things, paper towels, a lot of that type of stuff was discussed, we were discussing. And, and one of the things that, um, that uh, was interesting is that not all of the cashless agencies agree. And that's the point, one of the points that I want to bring up tonight. Uh, obviously, there's, uh, it, this has been, in, it been researched for years and years and years. Many, many, many years ago, Rabbi Shimon Eider taught us that uh, paper plates was no problem. Why was it no problem? Because they discovered starch was in the paper plates, but they were uh, firmly convinced it was only corn starch. Now, corn, uh, as we understand it, is kidneyos, which affects only uh, the Ashkenazim and not the Svardim because of the uh, the Chumas HaGoynim that we have with the... uh, with with the uh, with kidneys on Pesach, Svardim don't have that chumrah, and that's why, for example, the, the OU gives hashkocha to uh, kidneyos products, but it says OU kidneyot. It's it's specifically geared to the Svardim. Uh, the Star K also gives certification to kidneyot, uh, but they do it through a Svardic 
hashkacha. So that's what people are trying to do now to satisfy the needs of the Svardim, who've been uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, pushed to the side because the masses of people were Ashkenazic, and we don't have the minute we have the minute not to eat kidneyos on Pesach. But that's the, this is the new world, and uh, so the kidneyos are available with some of the different hashkachas that, that that people know about. But what about the paper plates? So in the paper plates there was cornstarch. So uh, people got nervous about that. Maybe there was wheat starch, maybe not, whatever. But they, but corn starch—that's you know, corn is kidney is. So how can you put something on a paper plate, uh, especially hot and wet? Something's going to come out. Uh, the kidney oat are inside, which we call balua. It's absorbed inside, so it's really kidney oats. Re- it's it's uh, it's corn starch, so it's, it has some real din of kidney oats. But on the other hand. Uh, it's only a balua, it's only inside. And not only that, but it's a derivative of kidneyos. You don't see a piece of corn in there. It's something that, a starch, which we call a derivative. It's been derived from the corn, and then it's stuck inside the paper. So, we have corn already? Okay, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll get to it in just a minute. So, uh, so the question comes up, what about that paper? It, ha- it has uh, kidneyos inside. Okay, so uh, Rabbi Eider told us that Rabbi Moshe Feinstein said that the, the, the it's true that the that the Gaonim made up the rule not to eat kidneyos on Pesach. However, and and there's a question mark, but everybody seems to not, not be an agreement on about whether or not derivatives of kidneyos are included. Um, it's a it's a popular question. Years ago. There was peanuts, uh, peanut oil for Pesach. Uh, it was under a national hashkacha. And that national hashkacha was, was working from the premise that either pitney, peanuts is not kidneyos, which was only, some people have the minigat was, some people didn't have the minigat was, was kidneyos. And then it's a derivative. It's only oil coming from inside. It's not a peanut. And therefore, it, it's an extension. So Rav Moshe Feinstein said, yes, kidneyos we don't use. yes. Derivatives of kidneyos we don't use, but a balua, something that's inside something else, and it's going to come out, and it's only a derivative of kidneyos. Well, you say a balua of a derivative of kidneyos, that's three steps removed. And Ramosha said the gazette, the, 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 the Gaonim never meant that. And that's how everyone was conducting themselves. Then what happened is, came along people who said that there was wheat starch and that could easily be switched, and maybe there's wheat starch in the paper plates. So, um, we stopped using paper plates, went to plastic plates. But now, some of the cashless agencies are telling us that we could use the paper plates. And that the CRC, the Chicago Rabbinical Council, who put together a very wonderful thing, which I happen to have in my magazine, in the Kashrus magazine, a four-page piece, and it talks about uh, exactly this, you know, what, what's the story with uh, paper. And uh, the opinion that they have is that uh, paper, uh, paper products including bags, napkins, plates, and wax paper, may be used for hot or cold. They don't have a concern about any of the kidneys inside. So obviously they're in the opinion that there is no, um, there, there, there is no popularly, not any um, wheat starch that is being used in the paper plates. So the OU, in, on, their, uh, in their booklet for Pesach, they say, on Pesach, can one use paper plates, paper towels, and napkins that are not certified kosher for Passover? 
Paper plates, paper towels, and napkins generally contain starch. Some forms of raw starch are kidneyos, such as cornstarch, while other forms of starch, such as wheat starch, are actually chametz. In the U.S., it can safely be assumed that starch used in manufacturing is kidneyos, most probably corn-based. Okay, so therefore, the position of the OU is based on the above in the U.S., one may use paper plates, paper towels, and, and, and napkins, even if not certified for Passover. So that's what the position of the OU is. That's the position of the CRC. However, the star K, I checked it up because I really I was doing my homework as much as I could possibly do, and it seems that the star K is a different opinion. So I'm going to read to you the words from the star K. Star K says, now, they, the paper plates requires KFP certification, kosher for Passover certification. They do not accept paper plates because you're putting in hot and wet things, etc. And they have, they have a concern. So obviously there is some kind of concern. It's not, it's not a major concern because the, the, the OU and the CRC in Chicago are not concerned about it. So this is a, a situation where if a person wants to be more machmir on Pesach, we could understand it. But on the other hand, we should know what the baseline is, what the, what the general organizations are saying from their research, and uh, you certainly should be in a safe zone following them. But if you want to be more machmir, so yes, there are those who are saying that uh, a kosher for Passover certification is necessary for paper plates. So that's not gonna that's not gonna change very easily because I'm still that I'm sure that uh, you're pretty safe with the uh, paper plates because that's the position of these other organizations. It's just that there's a possibility, and that's probably where the uh, star K is coming from. I didn't speak to them, but that's my assumption. So some of these situations for Pesach are a little. Uh, you need a little comparison shopping. You need a little bit to figure it out. We have a caller. Okay, we're gonna take a caller now. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Am I on? Yes, you're on the air. Okay, so my first of all, thank you so much for taking my call. So my first question is, you've been speaking, the Rob has been speaking about paper plate use on Pesach. My question is, this year someone told me that they bought plastic plates with the kosher Pesach extra, which I never heard of before. So, and then I have another question also. So what is the story with plastic plates? If some have a hechsha, does that mean that there are plastic plates out there that might not be usable on Pesach? No. That's my first question. I have another no, question. No, the plastic afterwards. plates, the plastic plates, everybody agrees, are fine. That, that, without anything on it. That's the, uh-huh. that's it. What, what happens is that we, we get nervous and, and, and there's business out there. And sometimes, it's, sometimes the uh, a, a company is under certification for some of their products, so they tell the cashier's agency, put a hashkoch on this one too, even if it doesn't need it. Now, years ago, cashier's agencies would never do that. I was told by certain cashier's agencies, we will never do that which they do, of course, now they do it, and they get a lot of money for the pace of uh, things that don't need any hashkoch at all. But and, the, and for during the year also, some things that don't need hashkoch at all are getting a certification. Now, water all year long doesn't need hashkoch whatsoever, except for Pesach, there's a, you could have a concern, because in, on Pesach, you know, there's a, I don't know if you realize this, but in some plants, the way that water goes into the filling, into the bottle, um, what they do is they have to put it through a pasteurizer. And through, since it goes through a pasteurizer, it, 
if the previous use had something in there that was a that was Pesach problem, then you're going to have a problem for Pesach. And there is one plant that that we found out about where they were doing beer on the same uh, line where they're doing the water with a filling. So therefore, definitely there's uh, the concern in that plant. We should be concerned about water all year and for Pesach? The answer is the, the OU position is anything that has OU all year, which is most of the water, has OU all year, does not need a Pesach uh, label. So that they've probably taken care of that in their initial inspection and their subsequent inspections. So yeah, it's a very light Shiloh, and then, and then it's not so hard for them to figure out what is being used on the equipment. And that's that's the way they handle that. But but why are they giving certification all year on water? It's a it's a business. That's that's basically what it is. We we need it, we don't need it. But now it got to the point where people are scared. One woman contacted me, she said she was in a restaurant that was under Cuff K certification. And the, and, and you know what, Rabbi Wickler? They had bottled water on the table with no hashkacha. And when they pour the water into the pitcher and put it on the table, there's also no hashkacha. It, 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 people are people. Sometimes they imagine things, and that's really what happened in that situation. Thank you very much for the call. She's going already. Okay. Anybody else? No. Okay. You can call if you'd like. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. So the another question that came up yesterday, which was an interesting one, is about nuts. Now. This person had complaints. I'm not going to get into... I hope I don't get any trouble with anybody about the nuts. But what he said to me was that he wasn't always happy with some of the brands that he was buying that were kosher for Pesach. And he wanted to know if it really is a, a necessity. Because in my magazine, again, from the CRC again, uh, it talks about nuts. And uh, when they mention nuts, it says... Uh, it says... Peanuts are kidneyous. Pecans, all shelled ones are okay. Other nuts, including chopped, are acceptable without certification if it's free of BHA and BHT and not blanched, roasted, or ground. In other words, it's just, um, they're chopped, if, but they're not ground, which is very tiny, and they're not roasted, which they're going to say it on the package, or not blanched, which I don't know if it says it in the package. Blanching is a cooking, and it could be on equipment that is, uh, that is real hummets. And uh, the BH and A and BHT are a concern for Pesach. So I also looked up at the, uh, at the OU, and I wanted to see what they said and what the Star K said. I have now in front of me the, uh, the Star K. Nuts, raw, whole, or chopped nuts, same thing. Almonds, pine nuts, walnuts, without preservatives or other additives, such as BHT or BHA in corn oil, are approved for Passover. If the label states that it is processed in a plant that processes kitneos or chametz, then it requires a reliable kosher for Pesach certification. Note, many consider pitney... Okay, that's another thing here. We don't need that. But that gives you an idea... Uh, he said, dry roasted nuts, again roasted, and ground nuts require kosher for Pesach. It's like the same exact thing. So it seems that the Star K agrees with that as well. And the OU, I'm going to read it now. Shelled nuts that list BHA and BHT, the ingredients require special Passover certification. 
the preservatives are sprayed on the nuts using corn derivatives. So it seems that the corn is mixed in together with this BHA and BHT. If no additives are added, well, I mean, there's no additives, most nuts may be used without special Passover certification. That includes pasteurized nuts, pecans, okay, pecans are only acceptable with special Passover certification. I don't know, I suppose pecans are processed. So you really have to know a little bit about it, and that's one of the things that's tricky. So the gentleman told me uh, he's going to, he likes to go to Costco, he saw they have very, very good quality nuts, he gets it all year, and, and uh, he wanted to know if he can get away with that for Pesach. So I, I told him that uh, exactly what it says over here and what it says in my magazine, and uh, the problem is you have to get the information. So for Costco, there's nobody to knock on you know, the door over there and ask him a question. You're going to have to inquire from the, uh, the company itself and uh, rely on the answers that are given. Now, the answers are pretty good because they have very great concern because you could sue them. If they're gonna, if you have a, a health issue, if you have an, if you're allergic, and you ask a question, you know, and they give the wrong answer, they're gonna be culpable. So those people know how to do their answering of the question, and you can ask to, you can ask it several ways and several people, and you're gonna get the real answer. So that's some, if some people want to, they could do that kind of research. But the point we're making today is that yes, there are issue, there are things that don't need kosher certification for Pesach. You don't have to have everything. I'm going to read to you now a piece from the OU. Uh, we have it here. Where is it? Here it is. This just came out. I got it, just got it today. But we actually knew this, and we've actually written this about before. But I think it's interesting to note a few of the items. Anybody's calling in? Yeah, okay, you got callers. Okay. So you know what? I'll get back to the OU thing a little later. Go ahead, please. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? You're on the air. I don't hear anybody. Hello? Nobody's there, God. Okay, next. Go ahead, please. You're on the air? No one there? Okay. Just raise your hand and let me know if somebody's calling in. You can call here at 718-683-5858. We'd love to take your calls because we want to be able to be sure that I'm talking to, I'm not talking to the wall. Anyway, uh, we always enjoy the questions, and I think that's one of the special things of this show. In Yitz Hashem, next week, God willing, we'll have a special guest, which is uh, who is Rabbi Wright of Rum Wright. I hope he'll be able to make it next week. He's in between a few different simchas, and uh, we schedule for next week. And in two weeks, in Yitz Hashem, we're going to have um, we're going to have a representative, Rabbi Rabinowitz, Nachum Rabinowitz from the OU, who puts together the Pesach booklet for the OU. And he's going to answer a lot of questions about not just the OU, but the general cautious information for Pesach. And it's sort of down to the wire just one week before at that point. So I wanted, I wanted to just tell you a few of the interesting OU positions. And we have mentioned some of them in our magazine because we do speak to the OU. Uh, in, in, in length, we get, a, we get a lot of information from them that goes into our magazine, and there really is no other place to find this. So, uh, you know, in the magazine, uh, I'm just going to tell you one thing. <laughs> we, oh, we got callers? Okay, just one second, God, one second. Uh, we, I want to tell you that we collect all of the mislabeled products, unauthorized, etc., from the whole year that affect Pesach. So, for example, I have here, actually, um, I have 10 items that 
that nobody else has these items listed in any of the booklets because we, we do this work all year, so we put it together. So for example, uh, Prince Tahini says, okay, Passover, for, okay, for Passover, and it's an unauthorized. Uh, another thing called Terra Delisa Organic Infused Olive Oils, says Star KP, and they're not. And then there's uh, Lieber's whole, whole Purple Plums. This year is going to have the proper labeling, but last year had the wrong labeling and they crossed it out. And sometimes you saw the old label underneath. So now it's all straightened out, unless you have cans that are being sold from last year. That's the only thing to watch out for on the purple plums. And we have Debel pasteurized liquid egg whites that uh, it says OUP on it, but it's not. Um, Mediterranean delicacies, kosher for Passover salmon plate. Uh, some salmon pate was incorrectly labeled as parva. So it is pesada, but it's not parva. <laughs> so that's interesting uh, situation. That's a few of the items that we have in the in our Pesach issue of Kashi's Magazine. It's in the stores now. And um, if you have, if you need to get a copy, you'll call us at 718-336-8544 to get a copy of the uh, the Pesach guide. You know, the, uh, the, which we put out. It's a it's a pretty big one. It's uh, 86 pages. Okay. Uh, caller, go ahead. You're on Conscious on the Air. Can we help you? Yes. Hi. Oh, now I got a feedback. All right, let me try. Do you hear me? I hear you. Okay, but I just have this feedback. Just, don't, just I hear the, my voice. disregard it. Disregard okay, it. Okay, I'll try disregard. Okay, so a whole year, I'm very particular with what I use in the kitchen, the, the soap products. There are people that only use, let's say, Lieber's, Hadar, and all that. I would use, let's say, Comet if it has the OU in the kitchen. But I have a problem when it comes to kitchen cleaners because the OU, they, they put it on, they take it off, they put it on, they could drive me crazy. For instance, like Lysol Kitchen Cleaner had the OU. They no longer have the OU. Um, there was a dishwasher soap sunlight or something like that that had the OU. Then they took the OU off. And when I call the OU to ask them why it, they don't have it on anymore, they, their answer is, you know, technically things in the kitchen, these cleaners don't really need certification because they're only a bunch of chemicals. But now we're coming to pay some. Well, wait, you, begin, you didn't finish the sentence. Yeah. But, but why is it not on there? They stopped the hashkocha or, or it's still on? I don't know. They tell me they stopped the hashkocha. Okay, so now let me explain the something. The company didn't want to pay. Oh, so let me explain something to you. The, when we're dealing with a cleanser, it's not a food. It's not edible. It would be very difficult if a, a, even an animal ate it. I don't. No one's going to die from it. The amount they would eat, but right. they're going to be fine. They're not going to be happy with it. So it's not a food. It's not. It's nifsel miachilas kelif, and you don't have to worry about it trafing up your f- food. That said, my Rebbe Rav Shazim and Zatzal taught us that when it comes to things that come in contact with food, whether it's your hands or the or the or the different utensils that you have in the house or the sink, or whatever it is, you should try to use something that's kosher. And right. for Pesach, you should make sure, try to see if it's kosher or Pesach oh, too. Because you want, because you because of a chumrah. But it's not the real din. The real din is, like the OU told you, that it can't make anything treif. However, there is a lechatchila here. 
because we're, we're dealing with what, what you come in contact with food. We don't set our lives up to be bedeved kosher, which means after the fact. We try to set ourselves up to be lechatchila, to do it properly. And a lot of people who cut corners in legitimate ways end up cutting corners in illegitimate ways. So it's a good thing to, to, to conduct yourself the way the Rav Zatzal taught us, but not but not that you have to get nervous about it, and if something happened, then you use it by mistake, etc. Right, yeah. You know, it's if you use it with nothing on it, it's still not going to make your things strafe. Okay, okay, thank you for so the call. Of, I try to be even okay. more I mean, we all do, but but we can't okay. go over the top. There's a limit. Okay. We, we should have the problem is, yeah. Soap for the dishwasher. They Again. came out one year with I think a Hadar dishwasher. Okay, I can't soap. I can't spoke about specific. Uh, product by name work? because I don't have any of the uh, so, lists here in front of me now. I have no lists in front of me. I just prepared for the tonight, well, and I I don't really know the answer so to particular products by name. So you you're not going to get a, get anything out of me on that. I suggest that if you if you're not if you need something, so then you could contact the OU or the OK or the Cuff K the Star K or your own love, and you'll be able to have suggestions of what to get. And, and, did, and did to make the decision of whether you need A, B, or C, whether you need uh, no hashkocha, minimum hashkocha for Pesach, uh, maximum hashkocha for Pesach. These are, these are questions that, uh, you know, you have to get resolved I mean, by a rough. Most of the books say just use it without any hashkocha, but I don't see why a company can't just put a little beef Because it's money. It it's, a, it's, it's a lot of money, and uh, they don't, if they don't feel that they're gaining from it, they're not going to do it. It's like advertisements. They don't do it unless it works. If it works, they'll do it every day. Thank you very much for the call. we got to go on to somebody else. Okay. Um, I'm going to just take a moment and speak about our sponsor, uh, Glatmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. When I think of Glatmart, I think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glatmart. And at Glatmart, you can use their valet parking service. Just pull into Glatmart from, uh, from the East 12th Street entrance. And uh, it's a great place. To, they'll have a place for you to park over there. And you, and you can load up your car with all those special items that you purchased in the store. And at Glatmart, the quality of meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glatmart, you're getting quality kashras. Some of the items that are on sale today and tomorrow include... Veal spare ribs, $8.99 a pound. Down under roast, $8.99 a pound. And this is great for Cholent. Naval flank strips, $6.99 a pound. And they have the Kedem apple juice, 64 ounce, for $1.99. Uh, they have the Lieber, Lieber's uh, chocolate chips, $1.69. That's for 9 ounces. Lieber's whole hearts of palm, 14 ounce. A dollar fifty each, two for three dollars. These uh, they have mahadrin cottage cheese on sale for three twenty nine. These are some of the items that you can get at the um, at, at Glatmart today and tomorrow. And you should check out their Pesach section. They have completely separate from the regular store. They have a two thousand square foot section just for Pesach. And um, <laughs> we just moved up the papers here, so we just want to say also. That Gladmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Gladmart, tell them you heard about Gladmart on Kasha's on the Air over J Root Radio. 
And so now we're going to go back to my, my topic, which is Pesach preparation. And if you'd like to call the studio, the number here, 718-683-5858. I know many people have a difficulty because if you're listening on a, on a phone, it's hard to call on the phone. But if you have something that's important, so make the call. We'll try to put you right through. I have a, 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 a wonderful person over here helping us. So, that, so I think it could be done very quickly. You wouldn't have to hold long. If you want to reach us, 718-683-5858. Uh, one of the things that I got today, I told you, is the, from the OU, Rabbi Singer, Rabbi Shmuel Singer is the person in charge of the pace of production, which is something that takes pretty much all year for him, and in, in, uh, certainly a lot of the year. And he's on top of it, uh, really fully on top of it for, for so many years now. We always communicate with him when we're putting together our pace of issue and get all the OU updates. But here are some of the things that he mentioned which I think are important, because a lot of people have a little misunderstanding about it, and there's some changes this year. They have a, a company called Season, which they've had for many years, the OU, and they're going to have Moroccan sardine items in various sources for Pesach. All of them have a Mashkiach Tamidi and Bishul Yisrael. The position of the OU for Pesach is different than it is all year. All year they rely on a certain amount of times of visitations to make sure that the plants are doing kosher production. But when it comes to Pesach, as many things as they can, they require Mashkiach Tamidi. So this is interesting that they have Bisha Yisrael and Mashkir Tamidi on some of the fish products, which they don't have all year. They have a heter of why they don't think it needs Bisha Yisrael. But for Pesach, the people who are interested in, in the special Mashkir Tamidi would also appreciate Bisha Yisrael, and that's why the companies, some of the companies, Season and uh, Geffen and Mishpacha and ShopRite, will choose to do a Mashkir Tamidi and Bisha Yisrael for the Pesach production from the Yoyu. So, again, the sardine items the season are going to be Mashkir Tamidi and Bish Yisrael, the Pesach. The tuna fish with the OUP from, uh, and, uh, with an OUP, um, from season, Geffen, and Mishpacha is going to be with a Mashkir Tamidi. In addition, the ShopRite is going to put out tuna fish in water, uh, and that'll also, I, I assume that's also, it doesn't say it right here, but I assume it means that it will be Bish uh, Yisrael and Mashkir uh, Tamidi. And Season and Geffen also have OUP salmon in both regular and no salt versions. Kedem is making a new uh, company, Sea Castle Sardines, and, to, and it's having tomato sauce, olive oil, and water. And that's also going to be, I assume, Kedem anyway, I think would have Mashkir Tamidi and Bish Yisrael. King Oscar Sardines. And olive oil is also going to be available. It doesn't say that here. Yes, it is. All these items, everything I've mentioned here, is with Mashkir Tamidi and Bish Yisrael. Now, I'm going to just skip to a simple thing that people always get a little confused about. The OU position is that extra virgin olive oil can be used without any special supervision for Pesach. Now, that means they want it to be an OU company, but it, but it means that you don't have to have anything Pesach there. Zayat is the name of a company. They're going to have an OUP certified olive oil. Um, also, the OU holds that all granulated white sugar is acceptable for Pesach. Now, that's not for powdered sugar. We're talking about the granulated sugar. Brown sugars also could be a problem. But the regular granulated white sugar, what we call sugar, well, what's called sugar, right? The regular regular white sugar, uh, they, they hold is not is acceptable for any one uh, is all granulated white sugar is acceptable for Pesach. 
So that's an, an, an interesting thing that hasn't, has never changed. Now, the important area, which we, we always discussed in the magazine, and we had a, intensively discussed it here on the show last year, I believe, is the question about the tea bags and the teas and the uh, coffees. So I'm going to read the piece from the OU because there's a lot here that I think would be important for us to know. The OU position remains that regular tea bags, which are not flavored or decaffeinated, are acceptable for Pesach with no special supervision. In addition, we clarified once again this year that all Lipton unflavored decaffeinated tea bags, Lipton unflavored decaffeinated tea bags, do not need any special supervision for Pesach. But other decaffeinated tea bags do need it. So ShopRite has an OUP plain tea bags, but Sweet Sweet uh, Sweet Touchney and Wisatsky have herbal teas for Pesach with the OU. Now that's the tea bags. So again, the thing to watch out for is decaffeinated tea bags. That's the question. If it is, if it is, uh, that needs a kosher for Pesach certification, except for Lipton. Some coffee companies add maltodextrin, which could be chametz or could be kidneyos, to the instant coffee. So that's why you need coffee that's kosher for Pesach. Only, only coffee bearing an OUP symbol or brands that are listed in the gray area of the OU booklet should be used. That's what the OU position. But Folgers and Taster's Choice, this is the important one that we mention every year and it's got to be clarified. Only these two, Folgers and Taster's Choice, Instant coffee does not need kosher for Pesach certification. Again, taste is choice, instant coffee, and Folgers. Now, I'm telling you that what I just said is not true. Why? Because you can get today at least taste is choice that comes from another country. The OU doesn't have any ashkacha on it. I've seen taste is choice out there with no ashkacha and and you and you and I don't know about Folgers, but the taste of choice is coming from Mexico, from other countries, and and you have to uh, you, you you can't apply this rule. What the, what the OU's position is that taste of choice with a plain OU or Folgers with a plain OU doesn't need a Pesach uh, the designation. That's the important thing to remember. So you shouldn't confuse it with uh, things that have no ashkocha whatsoever. Now, this is what the trickiest part of the whole business and where, where the wording, you know, sometimes got misunderstood. Folgers decaffeinated instant coffee is also good for Pesach with no P on it, with no Pesach designation. Only Folgers, nothing else. Folgers decaffeinated instant coffee is kosher for Pesach from the OU with no Pesach designation on it. Okay, it's not true of any other OU certified decaffeinated instant coffee. That's very important. Folgers and Taste's Choice, the regular coffee, instant coffee, is acceptable, but the decaffeinated, only Folgers decaffeinated instant coffee is acceptable to the OU with nothing on it. They go on to tough about the um, about the the uh, K cups. But I'm not going to go into that here. You can pick it up from the OU uh, website, probably the information about that. So if anybody would like to call us, our telephone number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Or you could text us 
at three at three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. God, do we can we see it over here? Uh, so far, I don't. I have no signal. Seven. One, I'm sorry. Three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. If you'd like to ask any questions or comment, okay. Um, I don't think anything came in the last few minutes. Okay, so let's let's go to our next topic. One of the things that people get confused about are the are the following. We discussed already the thing about balua. One of the things that the people heard about when they get confused about the kidneyus issue is that even though we said what's stuck in a paper plate from what came from corn is a balua of a derivative of kidneyus, it's three steps removed. It's not an issue as according to the Moshe Feinstein. And that's, that's where the OU's position is here and where the CRC's position in Chicago is. So they, that's how they, they feel relaxed about letting you use the regular paper plates on Pesach. But there is a question, and that's called nishtane. Kitnios shenishtane. Kitnios shenishtane means that the, um, that, that the kitnios is no longer in its original form. It's not a regular corn, and I'm not talking about a derivative. It's changed. Through certain processes, it's changed. We even give it a different name now. We're not going to say it's corn this or corn that. We're going to call it something else. Because in today's world, things can be changed. And when they are changed, it's, it, it, it doesn't even have the same name anymore. We know where it was derived from, but it's no longer that thing anymore. That's what happens in the scientific and in the food world. Where does this play itself out? Many people like to uh, use uh, uh, for they like to use uh, uh, sugar-free diet. They want diet coke. Diet coke relies on a heter of kidney oshinishtana. It's the OU's position that kidney oshinishtana is not kidneyos, and people have to educate themselves about the different positions of the different conscious agencies when it comes to Pesach. Because uh, th- that this is uh, a, a split in the different Rabbanim, whether there is a kitni Yoshinishtana applies or not. Another area, we have another caller? Okay, just one second. Another area that comes up, which um, I'll try to get back to a little later, is w- when something is nifsel miachilas kelef. It's not food anymore. Let's say, for example, you denature the alcohol and you use it in a, in a, in a, in a hairspray, not a hairspray, let's say in a, uh, a deodorant or a, a, something of that nature. Now, how could that be something that's not food and it's not even, uh, not safe really to eat it? But what happened in the past, in the war, in the Second World War, um, people used to take and strain these things through a filter, and they would actually drink it because they wanted to get high. They liked the, the, the alcohol content. And because of that comes up an interesting question of called achshave, where something became not edible, but then you reintroduce it as an edible food. And this is a big, big, big topic, and it's a big issue for Pesach, and uh, and, and uh, w- whether you have to be worried about achshave or not, 
I can't get into it now, but uh, that's a, another a big topic that the conscious agencies have a have an issue with. Okay, we're going to take a caller. Go ahead. You're on conscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes. What about the caffeinated? The caffeinated we read. We said the decaffeinated. I mean, again, you can get kosher or pesach decaffeinated coffees, but and decaffeinated teas probably also, but you can't make an assumption that it's that they're good unless that has a Pesach uh, label. Taste this choice is okay? Excuse me? Taste this choice the caffeinated. No, we said we said in, it doesn't say the OU says that the only decaffeinated instant coffee that's acceptable for Pesach without special certification is Folgers. Now, if you have uh, the other ones, if it says in the directory that this is a, and it says on the packaging and it says in the directory that it is a OUP certified, that's no problem. We're talking about with nothing on it indicating Pesach. If it's right. indicated as Pesach and the OU has it in their booklet, you know, their, their booklet is researched and, and they, 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 so it's very big, a very big undertaking of their part and, they, and they're very careful about it. And God forbid if there would be an error, there would be, uh, there'd be ways of disseminating that information and it probably would have been figured out by now. So you have to assume that whatever's in that booklet, it's a hundred and something page booklet, you can get it downloaded from the website OU.org. You can download their booklet or you can yeah, order it. Just- what? You just said that Pacer's choice is okay even without a hexa. What no, you didn't. You didn't listen to me. I know. I knew it was going to happen. It was. It, it happens every year. There's a difference between Pacer's choice, re- regular instant coffee, and Pacer's right. choice decaffeinated instant coffee. Right. The regular instant coffee, Pacer's choice, and Folgers does not need a Pacer designation. But the right. inst. But the but the decaffeinated. Only the Folgers does not need the Pesach indica- uh, designation, but but Tasis Choice does need the Pesach indica- ind- uh, designation on it. Okay, so that okay. Is, okay. And what about Splendor? Could you get kosher with the Splendor? I I don't I don't know anything about Splendor. I don't know what it's made from. I again, you don't you can't ask me to tell you Balper. 108 pages that I don't have read, but, you, but you, okay. the, the, you can get the whole book free on the website. If you want to get it delivered, it's going to cost you a couple of bucks. I don't, I forgot how much they charge. And uh, okay. and and in two weeks, Rabbi uh, Rabinowitz will be here, Nachum Rabinowitz, and we're going to go through a lot of things in there. You can call again if you have any questions, but you really should get a hold of it. If you don't have anybody, you know, it's it's not a big deal. Ask somebody to. Uh, put it on the, to download it and uh, to, to check it for you. You know what I mean? Okay. It doesn't take more than a second because they have a, it's all uh, indexed. Okay? okay fine. Th- thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Any other calls? No, no more calls. Okay. So these are some of the, uh, of the, uh, the kind of complex issues that are involved with PESO. So many years ago when we, we were sitting by the, the sheer room of Rabbi Shimon Eider Zatzal, uh, who was an outstanding individual, he most of the people that are active today in Rabbanis and in, 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 in Kashrus, wherever is wherever you go, they all studied under Rabbi Shimon Eider. Rabbi Shimon Eider used to give a weekly shear on Hilchos Shabbos 
and before Pesach he would do Pesach, and before this he would do that. He had he had a whole bunch of booklets, which you can see in the, the stores today. They're still selling them. He went through all these with us, and uh, we, you know, he, he incorporated anything that people said to him, and he was very close with Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha Feinstein used to tell people, why are you calling me? You live in Lakewood. Ask Rav Shimon Eider. And that's how, how uh, I mean, he wasn't the same stature as Ramosha, but he was, but Ramosha trusted him very much. And uh, Rav Shimon Eider taught us, he used to sit us down and he would tell us, you know, he'd go through everything from A to Z and say, what needs kosher certification for Pesach and what doesn't need it? And what needs good kosher certification for Pesach? Well, that's the topic that I really wanted to get into in the remaining time in between some of the calls. So, so we're going to get back to that in just a second. I hope I remember the spot that I'm in, and we're going to answer another caller. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Hello, you hear me? Yes, surely. Okay, I want to ask you, a hot dog machine that you can't toivel, how do you... Uh, listen, I, I, I'm not going to be calling myself a bucky in this, this halacha, but I'll, t- I'll tell you, there are those people who say that all the machines, you just plug them in. So as you plug them in, then they're, uh, they're considered mechubalakarka, and you don't have to toil them. That's, a, that's, a, that, that's a, 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 a way people simply get out of it. Most machines could be toiled and won't get killed. And, and many people machine, take a chance on it. This machine, is, you can't use water. And, and okay, what's that? Again, uh, Every mach- what kind of machine is it? It's like a roller. You put a, you put a hot dogs on it, and it's it's rolling. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I don't really understand what you're saying. But what is it? It's made of what, metal or what? It's, uh, yeah. And it, you roll you roll the, you roll it over the hot dogs. Is that it? You put the hot dogs on the on such a roller that uh, roll. Uh, uh, let me explain you, Rabbi. Yeah. It's like a, a rollers, metal, metal, stainless steel rollers, basically, and they put the hot dog inside, and the roller turning it, and the, inside the roller have an heat element that eating the rollers, and this is like in a commercial uh, restaurant or you know places that you're doing it. I I don't know how they get around it. I don't know how to do it. There's a few. There are a few things like this. Which uh, it could it could kill the equipment. We years ago we the only thing that we had was the urns, you know the little water urns, the old style water urns, and we used to uh, be questioning whether we have to table them, and uh, the rabbanim told us to table them, and we took the uh, we took and put it in the water. Some people uh, covered it over with a little piece of tape so it shouldn't ruin get inside the water. Others of us uh, threw it in and, and had bitachon, and uh, you let, let it stay three days afterwards, and it all dries up. Of course, they say you cannot immerse in water. The question is, will it kill it? Uh, this is not something for our show here. I don't know enough about it. I would suggest you call uh, Star K or OU or maybe any anybody that anyone in the cautious world that you want or any rov rov that you want. I just don't have the information here today. If you want us to if you want us to research it, you can call us at seven one eight three three six eight five four four. Leave all the information there. You could call me, and I will try to look into it for you. Okay. Uh, my question is: This is a rest. It's a it's a it's a commercial equipment, no? Yeah. Yeah. So, is, uh, you have any uh, cashier agencies that are dealing with the restaurant? 
No. So you have to tell, check with the kashrut agencies that dealing with the restaurant. They will tell you exactly. They'll what they'll know what they would do if they had it in the restaurant. So mm-hmm. it, it sounds like something that uh, that they would have an answer for. You can call whoever you like. I mean, and you want there's a there's. I'm just giving you some names. I mean, locally over here, you have the you know you know the, you know who's in the on every restaurant. Call any of them and ask them how they would how they would handle it in the restaurant. Okay. So what's if the you, number? M- what my number? Seven one eight three three six eight five four four. Please. Seven one eight three three six eight five four four. Four four. Yeah. Are okay. What? Are you gonna search? This I will thing? try to do it for you. You have to leave me the message. Okay. Okay. Thank uh, you. Bye. Take good care. Bye bye. Okay, and we have more calls? No, okay. The lines are open if you want, 718-683-5858. Did anybody send a text in? You could send a text in at 347-927-8398. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that's always nice to hear. <laughs> okay. You know, the problem is that the phone is occupied with one line. So yeah, I understand. We mentioned that. Okay, I, I'm going back to where I was stuck, and that was, um, we were talking about, Shim and I to try to explain to us that everything on Pesach falls into basically one of three categories. One is something that doesn't need any Pesach certification, which we were discussing some of the things tonight. Some other that need kosher certification for Pesach, and the third one that needs good kosher certification for Pesach. And when he did, which unfortunately, is not so easily available today. He used to take all the different foods and tell us, this one you could rely on any hashgach of a Pesach. This one, we're talking about legitimate hashgachas. This one, you need very good certification. It's very hard to do. And each thing he would go through like that. So he's not here anymore. And whatever he said then is changed a million times since then. And we can't... We can't go back to what was. But the concept is real. You have to draw the line yourself by looking at different things as printed and different shiurim you go to and decide, you know, what things are issues. And then you have to have confidence in the best conscious agency to handle that. So there used to be also, I don't know if, uh, I don't get it currently, but you could probably get it from Breuer's. Breuer's puts out a wonderful list. I believe they probably still do it. It's called Mitteilungen, and that's a. It's it's really just for the the kahila, but they're not bombarded by people. So if you want to contact them, Kahal Adath Jeshurin. It's called Kahal K H A L Adath A D A T H Jeshurin J E S H U R U N Yeshurun. That's Kahala Das Yeshurun. That's the Broyers Kahila in Man- in Manhattan, and they put together a wonderful list of recommended products for Pesach. It will have by name which ones to use. That's their position. It doesn't mean you know that if you don't use that, you're going something's terrible is going to happen to you. I'm not saying that you can go and rely on any of the major hashkachas that you're usually used to. But if you want something that gives you a guideline, that is a very safe um, kashvas listing. And uh, everybody in the kahila has to eat every food, so that's it. Now, <laughs> with that said, we're living in a world where, which is not real. We're not living in a real world anymore. 
I saw that one of the companies is still put put out, I think it's the second year already, chocolate-covered potato chips. And I hate to tell everybody listening, I've never tasted chocolate-covered potato chips, so I don't you know, even know if I would want them. But some people can't have Pesach without chocolate-covered potato chips. And so I, I, that's where we're up to. Uh, I saw some of the new company, companies putting out uh, pizza, individualized pizza, you know, uh, this thing, that thing, everything you could imagine beyond belief, absolutely unnecessary for Pesach. And people just have to have it. They have to have everything. Uh, that that said, the, the the worst part, the worst thing is what's going on in the world today, in terms of the mishugas uh, of how people are spending Pesach. It's 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 bad enough that many tens of thousands of people go away for Pesach, and that many hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on Pesach that could have gone to tzedakah. But it's not even that anymore. I was sitting next to a gentleman at a chasna recently, and he described for me, because he's in the field where he knows what, uh, what happens in what, what people with a lot of money are spending it on, and he talked about unbelievably extravagant adventures and for, for Pesach that people are taking on, on for themselves. This, he said to me, it's nothing for a family to spend $100,000 for Pesach. And I think that that really has to be analyzed. It, 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 you can't imagine how much you could do with a nice part of that for tzedakah. Now, every year I speak about it, how wonderful it would be if people, when they go away, would just give 10% yes. of what they spend on the trip. And that, which could be many, many thousands of dollars, or when I heard the new number, $100,000. So if, if that person would take $10,000 and give it for tzedakah, forget about it, let him enjoy his $90,000 program. But if he would take $10,000 and give it for the tzedakah, then we wouldn't have the problems that we do with people actually very difficult times before Pesach. Pesach is a fortune of money. And, and the Baruch Hashem, they lays a lot of money for people. But it seems that, 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 I'm not saying those people don't give away the 10%. Maybe they give much more. But it seems a little bit extravagant to spend $100,000 for Pesach. That's, that's, that's my feeling. I mean, it may not be like everybody else. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're on the same page. Some people think I'm over the top when it comes to these things. But that's, that's my position. It'd be much smarter to, to try to figure out ways to use it for Klai Yisrael, and I'm sure in, you're putting it away more, even though you have beautiful pictures and memories of that uh, Pesach and whatever it is, $100,000, but I'm sure that you're packing away into Olam Haba things that will be more important to you in the future. So I'm going to take a caller. Okay, we have a call. No, no callers? I just want to yeah. add something about a list that I don't know if you mentioned before, about the Sephardic list. Yeah. Jersey's well, Shore uh, organization. It's the if you want to get the list and online is J S A R. J S O R. J S O R. Dot org, and you have the list over there to the Sephardic uh, product for Rabbi Farhi from uh, Deal. They're making it every year in the last uh, twenty years. This kind of. Uh, I want to tell you while we're mentioning that, and I know we're almost to the end of the show, 
the Svardim have to be very careful because there are other Svardic lists. I'm not going to get into discussing any of the Svardic lists, including the one you mentioned. I'm not going to discuss it. I don't I haven't seen it in years the with JSO the, the JSOR's list. But there are some Svardic lists which are absolutely ridiculous. There are, there are definitely uh, products that are mentioned that a Svardim could use that shouldn't be used all year round. That maybe the kidneyous aspect is acceptable, but the standard of kashras is terrible, or or else they aren't even certified. And and people are making up these lists based upon the ingredients and based up and that and it's they're not factual. Uh, the OU told me that a lot of times people were listing in these these lists for Svardim, they were listing things that the OU uh, made on equipment that was definitely stick equipment. And according to Rabbi Singer, they probably are chametz, and yet they were being recommended for the Svartim to use. Okay, so, so you, get, is, uh, so you therefore you need a very good list. That's all I okay. tell you. No, no, I don't no, know no, anything no, more than that. I tell you, so it's your duty to tell which list is it. Well, I'm not. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I can't. I can't get into that aspect. Okay. I mean, you know. That's a, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. I'm just telling you that you, you have to be careful to make sure that that list is something that is backed up by the rabbis that you trust. Okay? So I see that we're basically finished. I, we have no more calls. We have a caller? Hello. Last call? Yes or no? Hello. Yes. Okay. Yes. We have a few seconds left. To ask question. You want to listen? Go ahead. Oh, so it's not calling. Okay. So let me just uh, remind people, if they would like to get uh, our Passover guide, give us a ring, 718-336-8544. You can always see about our publications online at kashrasmagazine.com. And you can also visit our site, bugfreekosher.com, which explains about the different uh, insect problems. And uh, next week, we hope to have our guest, uh, Rabbi uh, Avram Wright, to discuss matzah for Pesach and uh, his special insights into it. And we're going to discuss some very interesting things that I found that I'm going to share with him and with you next week. So that will be the next week. And then the following week, in Hashem, Rav Nachum Rabinowitz, who is from the OU and puts together the Pesach guide for the OU. He's going to be here to answer all the conscious questions for Pesach from all products, even not OU products. So that will be a very exciting show, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you then. Hopefully you'll give us a ring, and if, and, uh, if you have any questions during the week, give us a ring at 718-336-8544. Until next week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Cautious Magazine, wishing you a wonderful week.